Greetings from First Covenant Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Pastor Evan, and this is Behind the Text, a podcast that covers the details, points, or Bible nerd stuff we just couldn't pack into last Sunday's sermon. Here's some advice for your day. Knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. So goes the saying credited to Brian O'Driscoll. For me, I wouldn't eat the tomato at all. But our point right now is not that something could be edible but unpalatable, rather that something can be factual but not desirable. Stated another way, something can be historical, but it may not be right, just, or honorable. Sometimes people thrust criticisms upon the Bible without making distinction to these concepts. The Bible gives mention on numerous occasions to slavery, polygamy, human sacrifice, and many destructive wars that result in lots of bloodshed. The Bible also includes the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, and the Great Command to love as Jesus loved. There are people who simply take these facts and make the blanket statement that if something is included in the pages of the Bible, it must be condoned by God. At that point, they can uncritically dismiss the Bible as useless or even harmful. But let's face it, any world history book will include some of this same type of information. Horrible tragedy and great moments to be remembered both. People seem to be able to make the distinction there, so what's so difficult about doing the same with the Bible? One helpful way to understand what is going on in the text is to distinguish between what we might call descriptive and prescriptive components of the Bible. It is descriptive to say that the Bible mentions polygamy, for instance, but it does not condone it. I would in fact note that every time it seems to occur in the Bible, it ends up moving people away from God and or results in much human misery. Polygamy in the pages of Scripture does not lead to virtue, to looking more like the image of God. Thus, it is not prescriptive, something that God wants us to do, but rather descriptive. It is recorded as historical fact. It would be prescriptive to say that when Jesus mentions marriage in Mark 10, he is restating God's plan for marriage since creation a lifelong commitment between one man and one woman who become co-creators by the command of God to be fruitful and multiply. That does not mean everyone must be married to follow God's prescriptive command, but it does mean that if they do marry, these are the prescriptive parameters. Knowing this distinction between descriptive and prescriptive portions of Scripture not only helps us distinguish one verse from another, but it allows us to see contrasts better between biblical characters and stories in an instructive light. Let's take a broad look at Abraham compared to his nephew, Lot. In Genesis 18, Abraham is visited by three guests. These are heavenly messengers with an important message about God's covenant with Abraham. It is clear from the text that Abraham knows that he is in the presence of such important figures. He rolls out the red carpet. He has Sarah use the best wheat for bread. He selects a choice calf. He waits on these visitors while they eat and is overall receptive to their needs and especially their message. While Abraham certainly has shown some character flaws up to this point in Genesis, he generally conveys a sense of being a virtuous man who wants to do right by God. Just one chapter later, in Genesis 19, two of these same visitors go to see Lot, 
who was living in Sodom and Gomorrah with his family. While Lot shows hospitality as well, it is not so lavish. Maybe he didn't realize the significance of the travelers. But we do know that throughout his life, Lot had made choices which were not as wise as Abraham. In this instance, his somewhat hospitable nature but less virtuous self is on display as chaos overtakes the scene. Lot's home is visited by men in the city who want to take advantage of these two visitors. Lot, as an accommodation, offers his daughters to the gang of men instead. In the end, Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed for their overall wickedness, not just this one incident. While Lot was hospitable, virtually everything else in this scene is descriptive, not prescriptive. God does not desire anyone to do what this gang of men did, nor is it God's heart to stand by or condone what Lot offered to them. All of this was and is despicable to God. Lot's lack of character is revealed further in Genesis 19, beginning at verse 30. I'll let you read that for yourself. But we'll just say that when it comes to lack of virtue, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree here. Taking a step back from these two stories, when you place them next to one another, it becomes clear that what Abraham does, being hospitable to messengers and a message from the Lord, and receiving that message, is in the prescriptive category. This is behavior we should emulate. Hospitality and reception to a word from the Lord is virtuous. By contrast, the action of Lot, and later his daughters, is descriptive. There is no way that what they do is what God desires. Quite the opposite, in fact. It is remarkable that so much of what is written in Scripture is a mix of these two things, descriptive and prescriptive. The more we can understand and contrast these two ideas, the more we can see God's heart. But just seeing God's heart would be descriptive on our part. God actually wants us to have a heart that beats like his, which is prescriptive. So, how is your heart beating today? Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast so you can continue to hear more content like this. And if you would, share this episode with a friend right now. Also, join us on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. here in Lincoln, Nebraska at First Covenant Church. You can also watch us online at firstcovenantlincoln.org. And if you want to support us, you can donate while you're on our website. Thanks for listening.